Hello, I'm Annabelle Sacker, and this is Really Wellness, a podcast dedicated to giving you better free access to information, education, insight, and guidance on healthcare from some of the best and the brightest in the health and well-being industry. Welcome to the Really Wellness Podcast. Today's episode is uh, sadly the last of series one of the Really Wellness Podcast. We will be back in the new year uh, with some more incredible specialists uh, and healthcare leaders on board. And I just want to say a huge huge thank you to everyone that's that's come along on the journey so far for all the love and support that you've shown me uh, and the podcast and, and our Instagram channel. I am so grateful to you and, and I feel so, so much love for you in return. You are a wonderful community of people and I'm so excited to keep connecting, sharing and growing with you uh, in the new year when we're back. Today's guest is Dr. Cameron Chapek. And he is part uh, of a healthcare group called Armand Clinics, who are the leaders in, in the study and treatment of neurological health or brain health and mental health. And today we're going to be discussing something which I think a lot of us sometimes forget about when it comes to mental health, which is kind of the, the real role that one's brain brain and um, the, the chemistry of one's brain plays in having good mental health. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Dr. Cameron Chapek. Uh, Dr. Chapek, I don't know if you'd like to start by telling us a little bit about the work that you do at, at Armin Clinics um, and, and how you guys are transforming the way that mental health is treated. Armin Clinics has been around for 30 years. And over those that period of time, we've been collecting data on people via their brain and imaging their brain. And we use a special type of scanner called SPECT imaging. And it stands for Single Photon Emission Computed Tomography. It's a mouthful. And essentially what it means is that it's looking at the blood flow of the brain, areas that are overactive and underactive. And over that 30 years, we've been able to gather 160,000 brain scans, in fact, the largest database of SPECT imaging in the world. And with that information, we can pick up patterns. What do certain types of depression look like, for example? How does brain injury impact mental health or focus or memory or mood? Uh, so really, in a nutshell, how Amen Clinics transforms and our goal is to really change how mental health care is being assessed and treated is by adding data to this process, which has historically just been very subjective. If you're depressed, you go to the doctor, they give you an antidepressant. And in every other medical specialty, imagine that if you had chest pain and you went to the doctor Hmm. Maybe I'll, maybe it's maybe it's angina and it's not that bad. I'll take. I give you this pill, some nitrous, and you can go home and you'll be fine. Um, every other medical specialty looks at the organ that they're treating. You of course would have 
some assessment done. If you go to the gastroenterologist, you have stomach pain, they're going to do an exam and look at the stomach, look at the digestive organs. But we don't do that with the brain typically when it's our most complicated, most precious asset. And so we're trying to change that by adding data in to help us make better decisions with this really important piece of, you know, who we are. I think that's why I admire the work that you you do so much, um, because we often see sort of mental health as, as this thing, almost rather than being a part of our biological organic selves uh, as something sort of mm -hmm. separate. But actually, we forget that like any other health concern, it is directly linked to the health of our brain. Um, yeah. And, and I'm wondering, in terms of those mental health concerns, uh, what are the most kind of common uh, reasons that people come to your clinic? I'd say most people come in with something wrong like depression, anxiety, uh, a lot of folks with attention issues like ADHD, uh, a lot of folks with memory problems. We have this growing... Um, aging population, of course, that will have dementia. Uh, one in two will have dementia by age 85. So we're all either headed towards it or away from it. It's helpful to know early on because then we can make changes. Um, I'd say those are the main concerns that people come in for and, um, and that we're really good at helping with. And why in in those cases, um, is brain health important to their mental well-being? Um, mm -hmm. and, and how do you, you treat the brain and kind of the, the emotional state of someone at the same mm -hmm. time? For example, with depression, uh, we all know there's different types of depression. And the same treatment's not going to work well for one person as it will for another. And so... I really think it's important to individualize care and have more of a holistic view of it. And that's my expertise and really my bias and specialty as the naturopathic physician. I'm looking at the whole person, trying to figure out the cause of their issue versus just treating symptoms. I think what that's what really excites me is, is looking at treating the causes. And the brain imaging is important, uh, looking at areas of the brain that are overactive. Maybe this is a more uh, an anxious depression. So there's a whole limbic system which has to do with uh, that, that's working too hard. The amygdala is part of that you may have heard of, which is your fight or flight uh, part of the brain. And that overactivity can really short circuit or um, just take over the brain with anxiety. You have insomnia. And then there's the underlying depression that can come where it can be something devastating happens. And um, I just had a, a patient last night that I had been working with who had a, uh, he's a rancher in the Midwest and loved what he was doing for many years until now. It just didn't, doesn't do it for him anymore. And he's just, feeling depressed, not wanting to live anymore even, even though he has this beautiful ranch with these cows and he just, he started worrying about the cows going out to pasture and if they're going to be too cold or not. And it 
for him, it really symbolized um, a need for transition in his life and reestablishing um, his goals and his needs. So there's this whole psychological, spiritual piece. But then when we looked at his brain, it's on fire. It's just lit up with these overactive areas. So we needed something to both calm the brain and also some really good counseling and life coaching to help him through this transitional phase. And it's not, it's not really just one thing or the other when it comes to treating mental health. It's sort of the whole, um, it's, a, it's a program that helps the most. It's all of the elements versus just one pill or just therapy. It's doing it all, nutrition, exercise, sleep, all critical foundational pieces to um, proper brain health, which equals healthy mental health and positive attitude. There were two things there that I'd really love love to pick up on. The first is that kind of personalized approach, um, because I think, you know, when it comes to mental health, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, often there's a kind of throw, throw medication and, and one kind of therapy at it and it'll get better. Um, but certainly through personal experience um, of, of kind of my mental health and, and mm-hmm. others around me, um, it, it takes a very personalized approach uh, in order to heal. Um, and there are so many mm-hmm. different factors that need to come into play in order to help you manage uh, manage your mental health, whether it's kind of physical or uh, whether it's, it's emotional. Um, and the other thing was that you, you touched on the, the kind of integrative and, and sort of holistic approach that you take. Um, and I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about um, how that works and, and why it's so important uh, to take that approach when it comes to the diagnosis and treatment of health, mental health conditions. I think the, the way I look at it is this, to just kind of frame it. We think about at Amen Clinic's four circles so the biology, the psychology, the social, which is like relationships, of course, and then spiritual, which is sense of purpose. It could be actual spirituality or religion, but it could just be sense of purpose in life. And it's all of those four. And I think we're best known for uh, the biology piece. And that's what people tend to focus on. I just need the right medicine, the right antidepressant. Um, just need to exercise more but it's all of those pieces together and that's more of the holistic piece of it and um, I like to again gather data so look at the brain but also doing labs for example looking at uh, things that we know can affect the brain and the body such as low iron even or thyroid problems or anemia Um, looking at cortisol levels stress hormones and um, then treating those individual factors and creating plans that, that address um, the biology and, and putting all of that together. So uh, when it comes to mental health, um, I think it just comes down to looking at a person's nutrition and their exercise and their sleep and partnering with them to create a plan that that works that they can do and creating like a map essentially for yourself that you can move forward on one step at a time and you may not need to do immediately because it's overwhelming when it comes to 
mental health if you're stressed. Sometimes you do need a pill. Some antidepressants have their place. Um, I think that they can be life-saving. I worked at a treatment center prior to working at Amen Clinics and really understood the value of them used in the right way. And uh, they can be life-saving for patients that are suicidal. You need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the emergency room sometimes and get stabilized so that you can get to the other elements um, with nutrition and exercise. So that's where I would, we like to say match the level of force with the level of need. So it's nice when we can start with natural treatments because uh, medications are very powerful and very potent and they can do a lot of damage. And I've seen them also do on the other side, a lot of harm. Natural things work. They actually, they work really well and used at the right dose and the right uh, choice of medicine, it uh, can and really turn things around. So um, yeah, holistic and then personalized. Um, again, just looking at the individual and helping them um, with their goals and their needs, I think is, is key. Absolutely. Uh, and I think to pick up on your point about medication, um, you're so right. The best way that I, I have heard medication described, and, and I would describe it myself um, as someone who, who takes medication for my mental health, um, is as a crutch. So it's your kind of uh, little helping hand to help you mm -hmm. address all the other factors um, and work with those to improve your, your mental health overall. Um, mm -hmm. On those factors, you know, I think we, we all know quite broadly, I guess, that, you know, exercise works and, and sort of food, food might help. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. spirituality has certainly been proven to be effective, for example, in treatment programs like AA. Um, yeah. But I don't think, uh, well, certainly in my experience before kind of going through treatment for my mental health, um, I don't think I understood fully the extent to which those things could benefit me uh, or really believed in them. Um, and, and I wonder if you think that we could uh, benefit from more education uh, and awareness uh, on the impact um, that those treatment methods have uh, on both our, our brain health and our mental health. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh these are key critical factors that just can't be avoided as far as um, helping us feel healthy and well and having a healthy brain, which equals um, having a better life, really. Because if your brain works well, you make better decisions, either financially or relationship-wise. Uh, we all know that, and I can speak from personal experience, just if you don't sleep well, I'm sleep-deprived. Uh, I'm going to be more grouchy. I'm more likely to snap at my wife or kids. Uh, not going to think as well. Not going to make as good of decisions at work or uh, in my personal life. And so I think, um, you know, thinking about that, thinking about, for example, screens, um, there's been a, a real, uh, there, was a, there was a drop in depression amongst younger adults and teens up until 2011 when, a real increase in use of social media came about and there is a rise in depression. And I just think that that 
the two correlate. And um, so it's about, you know, so we know that, so is social media bad? No, social media is not bad. It's, it's just we use it too much. And so um, it's more a matter of avoiding, very simply avoiding the bad and doing the good. It's another way to think about it. Avoiding the bad and doing the good. So minimizing things like screens, social media, uh, processed foods. Sometimes gluten is an issue, for example, specifically with food. It can make pe people tired and foggy-headed. Not everyone, but for those that it does, man, it can be life-changing to simply stop eating gluten or dairy. You know, elimination diet, for example. Um, kids with ADD, there's a study done in the Netherlands where they had 100 kids do an elimination diet, and 50% uh, of these kids had 70% improvement just by cutting out these common foods, gluten, dairy, uh, corn, and all they ate was vegetables, rice, pears, very restrictive diet, but these kids had significant improvement, better than meds for ADD, and um, works very well. So I think this kind of information, to your point, is I wish more people knew about and were able to try, and it was accepted by and offered as one of the first treatments is as long as there's no um, severe symptoms, I suggest start with natural first if possible, because the side effects are just a healthier body in general. I think we really underestimate that the value of, of that natural approach. Um, but so many of the people that I've spoken to on my platform, uh, whether they're kind of on the strictly medical side or the more of the, the kind of naturopathic side um, or whether they take a fully holistic approach have all mentioned the impact of things like diet and exercise which are kind of very very natural methods and simple methods that everyone mm -hmm. can do to to improve their mental health um, and physical health um, whether it's your, your brain or your body um, on that um, you, you've mentioned some specific uh, kind of mental health concerns and, and how you know natural factors relate to those for example ADHD uh, but I wondered if you could tell us some some kind of key key steps that we can all take to kind of look after and change our brains and then therefore our, our kind of mental health and our lives for the better I will start with sleep because it's so foundational that if we don't sleep it's everything else doesn't go as well and you have to invest in rest. So I like to say, invest in rest. And so it just means it can be simple, turning off your screens 30 minutes at least, ideally an hour before you try and go to sleep. Do something relaxing, a little meditation, prayer, some journaling. Some people need to dump their thoughts out of, I do this, you know, I'm thinking about the day, let's dump thoughts on the paper so that you're not carrying them around at night. And uh, you're able to rest more easily. Melatonin is very safe, natural thing that helps with sleep. Uh, magnesium, very helpful, very calming. So I would say invest in rest. You get, should get at least seven and a half hours. Some people need more. Some people need eight hours. Some people can get by with a little less. But I wouldn't go less than seven, seven and a half hours of sleep a night. It's okay if you wake up uh, once or twice to go to the bathroom 
you don't have to sleep perfectly, not waking up a wink for seven hours. That's, that's not the goal. It's, it's mostly you want at least four hour chunks, at least one per night. Um, that's when you'll start going a little bit nuts if you don't get that. I can attest to that. When we had kids and they were newborns and not sleeping, you just almost start hallucinating, it feels like. Um, so sleeping is key. Uh, we're made to move. Our bodies need to move and exercise. It doesn't have to be uh, running. It can be vigorous walking, swimming, anything. But most days I recommend exercising, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. The frequency is more important than the intensity with that. And we're talking aerobic exercise. Strength training can be helpful as well. Um, getting enough water each day, so about half your body weight in ounces per day of water. So for most people, that's about your eight glasses, 64 ounces of water. Some people a little more, a little less. With, with nutrition, just a couple key points being um, we want to have stable blood sugar to equal stable mood. And to equal stable blood sugar, that's protein at each meal, uh, not having sugar especially at breakfast, nothing's, I would suggest nothing sweet at breakfast because if you have something sweet at breakfast time, you're likely to want something sweet th throughout the day. It kind of gets those, those parts of the brain, those pleasure reward pathways going in the brain. Um, social relationships, it's important to um, have that each day, which is tough right now with everyone's on screens and zoom and working it from home but uh, I think calling even or chatting with a friend or family member checking in regularly is really important um, so those are some of the keys that I can think of off the bat something that I wondered because it's certainly been very very helpful to me um, in in kind of my journey with with mental health and and recovery is is kind of educational resources uh whether that's and we mentioned the perils of social media but i also think there can be some positives mm -hmm. so that social media blogs um books uh podcasts um sources of guidance essentially and and i wondered if there were, there were any that you would recommend uh, to people kind of struggling with their mental health to understand how their brain health impacts their mental health a little bit more um and to potentially work on and put into place some of the methods that you've recommended in order to improve it yeah that's a good question um i mean amy clinics actually has quite a few resources and I would suggest starting with that because there is a data-driven approach to it. I think for a lot of people it's difficult to admit or realize or you know think about there's just these barriers up that it, there's a moral issue there's something wrong I'm not strong enough or some but if you can see that the, there is a brain aspect so on, on, the, on the website, there are different pictures of the brain that you can go and see. They're correlated with depression, anxiety, ADD, memory problems. And um, it just is very destigmatizing and, and uh, validating. And it's like, okay, I see that I have an, a brain problem. Now I'm ready to go get help for it. 
And I would reach out to your local resources. I'm always uh, trying to find counselors for people and providers because we're a, we tend to be a satellite for people to come in, receive help, but they often come from far away to come see us. There's eight clinics around the country, so we're pretty well covered, but you know, people are coming from hundreds of miles away sometimes and then going back home, finding treatment for them. And there's a lot of really highly trained therapists and doctors all over. So um, we use Psychology Today to find resources. There's also many articles on that website. So it's well-known um, National Institutes of Mental Health, if you want more of the, the statistics and things, is, is a very good resource. But uh, I don't know, I'd say those are some good places to start. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you. Hope it's helpful. Yeah. Would you like to let people know where they can kind of find you online and where they can find uh, Amen Clinics as well if they want support or some of those resources you mentioned? Absolutely. So amenclinics.com, A-M-E-N clinics.com. I'm at the uh, Seattle location. And um, the, if also another resource is PsychNP. So that's the organization I'm a part of. Uh, psychnp.org there are resources some webinars and things they're mostly tailored towards naturopathic physicians focus on mental health or but there's also some other good resources there and our Facebook page has resources so um, I'd say those are the main ones and uh, really appreciate being on the podcast and talking with you Annabelle Thank you so, so much for joining me today and for your time. And again, for all your love and support uh, over the course of series one. As I said uh, at the beginning of the episode, we will be back in the new year with lots of, of great, exciting content. Um, so please subscribe uh, in advance so you can be well up to date uh, when everything comes out. Um, and, and in the meantime, if you like a little dose of really wellness until the new year, please go ahead and follow us on Instagram at really wellness, or you can visit our website www.reallywellness.co.uk uh, where we have kind of lots of updates and, and insight going on in the meantime. Lots and lots and of love to you all. Have a beautiful holiday season and a very, very happy new year in advance. And I can't wait to be back with you in January. <laughs>